0: Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your hearts. Now, today's message. Today we are going to continue on Foundations, and I'm speaking on Becoming a Wise Builder. I'm sharing a very short message on becoming a wise builder. What's a foundation? Usually a foundation sits between um, the building and the ground, right? It's usually the lowest part of any structure. So when you look at this structure, there's a foundation. Um, Usually a foundation is not seen. A foundation is not something that when somebody comes to your house, you don't show the person the foundation. You usually show the person the building and the things within. So people take foundations for granted, are you in the house? Another thing about foundations is that the, foundation, the importance of a foundation, it maps out the entire structure. So when you see this, it's mapped out because of a foundation. Meaning every wall that was built, the foundation determined what the wall was going to look like. Right. So a foundation is usually where we begin from. Another thing about foundations: is that a foundation holds the entire structure this building is held by the foundation if not that this building would have come down and it's said that if you don't invest appropriately at the foundation level one day you have to pay for pay the price right and it will cost you many things if you are going to repair something you should have dealt with at the beginning because you see a foundation determines pastor vicky was sharing high how high we go if you see any building, the, for the building to get to three floors, four floors is dependent on the foundation. So you can't start building and then you go and see your friend's house. You maybe you decided to do just one floor. They've done your foundation and everything after one floor. Then tell you, you call your contractor, look, I need my I went to see my friend. He has four floors. I want to do the same thing. No, the contractor will tell you that it is not possible. Because the, the height of the building has already been determined by the depth of the building. Are you with me? So foundations determine how high a building will go. It's also interesting to, for you to know that it determines how long the building will last. Hmm. Are you with me? Let's look at a very interesting scripture in Matthew 7. So we are just looking at about two verses and we close. Matthew seven twenty four to 27. Now Matthew five six and seven is Jesus' sermon on the mount, right? It is believed that this is great. Some theologians believe that this is Jesus' greatest sermon he ever preached. People actually believe that if you list, if you read just Matthew five six and seven, you know everything God wants you to know. It's interesting. <laughs> so in verse twenty four, after teaching in chapter five, chapter six, and chapter seven, he ends his sermon with this. Therefore whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them. Oh, New King James. Um, hallelujah. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Okay, this looks modern. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Right, next verse. And the rain descended. Watch what happened. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. Next verse. But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Next verse. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was it fall. So in these verses, you see Jesus talk about two men all having a dream. Two men who wanted to build a house. Now, a house in the Bible stands for different things. A house can stand for your personal life. A house can stand for your family. A house can actually stand for the nation, right? So this applies to your, what I'm saying applies to your personal life, your family, and possibly your nation, just for today's presentation, right? And Jesus talks about two kinds of men. One is a fool, one is a wise man. These are Jesus' saints, before you start attacking me. (laughs) Right, so two men, same dream, wanted to build a house. I said, a house stands for different things. Also, the same thing happened to the two men. So both of them faced the storms, but the two of them had different results. Are you with me? So as we've started this year, maybe you want to build your life, your personal life, a life of influence, a life of greatness, a life of impact. Jesus is telling us something this morning. Perhaps you want to work on your family, a great family, a kingdom family. You want to restore God's kingdom agenda for your family. Jesus is telling us something interesting. Perhaps you want to stand up one day as a politician to make the country a better country. Jesus is telling us something from these verses. That there are two kinds of builders and you fall in this category. After this service, there will be two kinds of people. One will be wise and one will be foolish. I pray we will be wise people after this service. Right. So the same events happened to the two of them. And the the same event, which is the storms, revealed which kind of foundation these people had built on. So sometimes it's not about how beautiful the building looks, it's how good the foundation is. So sometimes it's not just about the person's life, it's about the person's foundation. So before you begin to envy somebody, find out what is this person's foundation? Which kind of foundation has this man built his life on? Which kind of foundation has this man built his family on? Which kind of foundation has this president built the nation on? Because when the storms come, which will by all means come? It will reveal, yes, it will reveal which kind of house, which kind of building. So as I said, sometimes we look at the outside. As I said, usually when you look at buildings, you don't look at the foundation. You want the person to show you his hall. Right, you want the person to show his paintings in the house, you want the person to show his work-in locker. Hey, just this Friday, uh, my wife and my sister in law we visited one of our sisters um, at a workplace, and she was taking us around. They sell furniture and then all those things, and she was, she was t- t- um, taking us what looks, what is this, and what I was. I said, I just said, Look, God, you have to bless me. <laughs> hey. And she said, this is the locker. It's a room. I mean, you just open. You just wake up in the morning. You just open-ish. And you just walk in. This is here. Your jewels can be kept here. This can be I said, hey, this is the blessing of the Lord. <laughs> yes. Are you with me? But all of us, when we enter somebody, say, these are the things that make us go. And we don't say, show me the foundation of your house. And I said, that no matter how beautiful a house is, once it's on a wrong foundation, it's a dangerous place to live in. Yeah. It's a very de- Run from a beautiful house without a deep foundation. Run from any beautiful life without a, be- a good foundation. Run from a beautiful family. Don't envy a beautiful family without the right kinds of foundation. Are you with me? Yeah, so two kinds of people shortly and then we close. The first one, Jesus says the person is a fool. Right, and these are the people who hear the word of God and do nothing about it so the Bible likens the fool to somebody it's not somebody who is not a believer somebody in a church somebody who hears the word this person by all means was a Christian because Jesus said my words it means that the person was in a church where they preached the word of God the person was not in the wrong church I said the person who hears these words of mine yes I believe farm is a place where we preach the word of God and Jesus is telling us that you can be in this category if you don't take care. It. So it's not enough to hear spiritual truth. We need to apply it to our lives. It's not enough. There people think that when they make, to, they make it to church, they've defeated the devil. He said, Devil, today I defeated you. I was able to go to church and hear the word. No, it's not about being in church, it's not about just appearing. It's, just not, it's not just about showing yourself. It's not about being in the department in a the church. There's a place for that. It's about going to church and hearing the words of Jesus and doing something about what you've heard. Tell your neighbor, are you in this category or in the next category? Ask your neighbor. Have you met people who pride themselves in knowing what the word of God says? Yeah, some of these people they are not born they, 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 they are, they'll tell you, oh me, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. And you find these people at our workplaces. places. They know the word of God so well. They can quote the Bible even more than you. But the difference is that they don't apply spiritual truth. Sometimes when you look at this boy, you feel like, oh, you are not a Christian enough. But I have good news for you. It's not about just knowing the word, it's about knowing. It's about hearing, knowing, and applying the truth to your life. So somebody can know hundred things in the Bible and not apply any of them. Somebody can know one and apply just that one. And Jesus says, that person is a wise person. Are you in the house? So it's not just about knowing spiritual truth. Are you with me? Yeah. So the fools, according to Jesus' statement, are people who know their word but do nothing about it. We don't see the reality of the word in their lives. We don't see their lives reflect God's glory. We don't see their lives bring honor to Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah. So not living according to the word is actually building your life on the sand. Hey. I said no matter how beautiful their life is, once it's built on the sand, it will come crashing down. I know many people who are building their lives on man's philosophy and ideas. Yeah. When you go on social media now, you see many philosophies and ideas. It's interesting how Christians are in church and they hear preaching over and over and they'll go and hear one man on Facebook's post. And they believe that one is more true than what the pastor has been saying. It's amazing. People have been in church, they've heard about giving, giving, giving. The blessings of giving. Then they just go and hear on Facebook why you shouldn't give. And they believe that this one is more real than what the pastor has been saying. Yeah, let me show you some very wise things people see on Facebook. Should I give you one? Yeah. They said that, for example, you don't pay tithe. You rather give your tithe to the poor. Because service to um, man is service to God. Yes. And you say, brother has been in church. It, doesn't this look wise? What I'm telling doesn't it look wise? I mean, the, the pastors have cars and they have this. So if you go and give your, you send a tithe. No, you, if you give it to the poor man on the street, it makes more sense. It's wise but it's not founded on the word. Are you with me? And many Christians, I can tell you, they don't, they don't, we don't go to the word of God. We don't hold on to the truth. We rather hold on to the opinions of men and people are built. Look, if you are building your life on philosophies, even your own ideas, what is going to happen is that one of these days, your life is going to come crashing down. For now, it might look beautiful. For now, you might have their likes on IG. For now, people might be hailing you. People might even want to be like you. But it's not a guarantee that your life is founded on the rock, please. A life that is founded on the rock is one who hears the word of God and obeys them. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask your neighbor, is your, is your life founded on the rock or man's ideas? Is your life founded on a rock? <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. So what, what are we saying this morning? You cannot build something great on something weak. Are in the house. You cannot build something lasting on a a temporary foundation. Hmm. Dr. Evans actually says that many people who are building skyscrapers on weak foundations. So the material, everything, they've brought many things to build a high building, but the the foundation is weak. You cannot build a great life on weak foundations. You cannot build a great family, a great career, are you with me? Yeah. Some of us here, we enter relationships on wrong foundations. Uh, the people who are sleeping just woke up. When I say relationships. <laughs> yeah. They wonder, that, that's how come after two years they are crying I want to run out of their thing. Because they entered on the wrong foundation. There are many people entering marriages on the wrong foundation. So after one year, they say that, what is this? <laughs> yes. Wrong foundations are in the house. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? How people plan. They have, they have great, great weddings. But they don't plan to build a relationship on a, 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 the right foundation. Genesis. Bible says that in the beginning, God. In the beginning. We must begin every building Every, our personal lives our careers our fa- it must, God must be at the beginning in the beginning God Genesis 1 says in the beginning God not later it's not amazing how we start and later I want to get God to get involved yeah like how sisters going drag out bring guys from outside the garden into God's garden to marry them hey see, but he will change He said, Pastor, don't you believe in the power of God? You've been preaching about the power of God, the same power that you talk about. You said the same power brought Jesus from the dead. Hey, this same power can change this guy for me. Uh, Yeah, Pastor, you've been preaching about discipleship and soul winning. Hey, can't we apply the same knowledge here? Hey. Are you with me? We start many things. We start relations based on our emotions, based on people. You, you know now, people even enter relations because somebody t- tells them they look good together. Yeah. You guys look good. Everything seems, Ah, look, well, don't even pray about it. Just enter. Yeah. So man, that's a man's opinion, which can be wrong. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. You see, the danger of living in a building without the right foundation is that the building will not just come crashing down, it will also hurt you. That's the danger, which will crash you in the building. <laughs> yeah. So, when you enter a wrong, a, a wrong relationship, a relationship build on the word, you come out and emotionally you would have been hurt. Amen. Then, the second category of people, as I bring my sermon to an end, is the wise builders. Tell anybody wise builders. He said, I'll, The man who hears my word, Jesus said, I'll liken him to. A man who has gone to build on the rock. People who not just hear the word, but people who do the word. James 1, I think 22, 23, tells us that we shouldn't just be hearers of the word, but we should be doers of the word. What are some characteristics of wise builders? One, these people have the word of God as the ultimate authority in their lives. The word of God to mean is that the word of God has a final No matter the opinion of men, once it's not founded on the word of God, they don't take it. That's how to become a wise builder. As I said, we are living in a generation where people want to narrow down the word, on the truth of God's word. They want to water down. They want to say, it's not like this. You can do this and it means this. Hmm. You know what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.15? He said that the church is the pillar and ground of truth. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. So here, when, when you hear people talking nowadays, what you usually hear is where the pastor is preaching. That is what matters most. Yeah. For nation to work, presidents have to start listening to pastors. I don't think so. Yeah. Because it's the pillar and ground of truth. Yeah. I'm not just saying, in, in, I'm saying that when, once the word is, the, once the preaching is based on the word of God, then it's, we, we can take that. Because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.14, it said, whatever God does, it shall be forever. So once it's built on the word of God, God's word is eternal. It's the eternal truth. It will be forever. So if your, if your relationship is built on the word of God, your relationship will be forever. If your family is built on the word of God, it's going to be forever. In raising kids, as our brother and is going to do a baby dedication, raise them up based on the word of God. Yes. Not just YouTube videos, but the word of God. The word of God. Are you in the house? Yeah. The word of God, guys. Hmm. God's word is revealed in his will. His will is revealed in his word, sorry. His word contains the truth for our lives. His word is actually light for our lives. Hmm. God's word tells us what true marriage looks like. Not man's idea. Not what somebody's feeling. Not what somebody thinks I've been born with. For this reason, a man shall leave his house and become one with his wife. That is God's will. That's God's wisdom. Is it God's will? God's will is God's wisdom. So the final say in that is not whether we vote. Oh, you don't know, understand what I'm saying. It's not whether many people are doing it, everybody is doing it. It's whether the word of God tells us we should do it. I mean, I mean, so, in, somebody said, in this changing world, we must hold on to God's unchanging and eternal truth. The changing world, different ideas, we must hold on. Hmm. So, such people place a very high value on the word of God. And I realize that the reason why many people don't place a high value on the word of God is because we don't know the importance of the word of God. How powerful God's word is. And usually we know the power of God's word in the practice of his word. You don't know how powerful God's word is until you start practicing his word. Yeah. If you are somebody who just keeps hearing without doing, you'll never believe the next word you hear. Church is full of many people who are beginning not to believe what the pastor is saying because they are not working in what they've heard already. So they are, they'll be listening in church Sunday after Sunday. They, they think that this is a good idea, but they are not working in the practice of it, so they are not seeing the power of it. You look at every time God spoke, right from the Old Testament, the power is seen. Even from miracles like Moses, he said you should leave the staff. That is when the Red Sea was parted into two. Can you imagine Moses went to stand there and he never lifted the staff, So Moses wouldn't have seen the power of God's word if he did not do anything about it. Yes. God's word on healing. Let's believe and hold on to the word. That is when we'll see the power of God's word. God's word about love and faith and all these things. Prayer. If we begin to practice it, we'll see the power of God's word. Are you with me? Yeah, so many people don't value the word of God because we don't see the benefits but the word of God has just too many benefits for us to neglect the word. And in the house. Yeah. Acts twenty thirty two. This is one of Paul's letters to the Ephesian elders. He was living and said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all those who are sanctified. So the way you even receive an inheritance as a child of God is through the word of God. The word of God builds you up. The word of God gives you an inheritance. I mean, something that will build you up and give you an inheritance. If you know it, you should go for it. Do you know some of the movies we watch, they destroy us, they don't build us up. Oh, can I go there? Yeah, some of the series we've watched this week, they've left us more depressed. Uh, Some of the songs we listen to. Yes. And I want to encourage all families here, all fathers here, you have to be particular about what is heard in your home. Yes, about who is speaking. Who is speaking to the members of your house. You remember Adam? He did not protect Eve from hearing what the devil was saying. Today, the serpent might not walk in your house, but he's walking through the screens in your home. And he's speaking to your wife, he's speaking to your family, he's speaking to your children. You have the responsibility to determine, look, and teach them that we don't have to listen to this. We have to spend our lives on things that edify us. If we spend our lives on things that you'll be surprised how will be built up, and you'll be surprised how we'll work in this inheritance that God has given to us. I in the house. So, fathers, this is a charge God has given to us, especially this year. Determine what is heard in your home. Yeah, the serpent is coming through the songs that are being played. Yeah. So sometimes you realize that maybe your kids are they are becoming rebellious. Nobody's teaching them. It's possible it's through their songs. Yeah. So I'm talking about a wrong kind of freedom and liberty. It's speaking to the child. Yes. It's said so that by the time a child is eight years, actually, the person has, has, has picked up so many things to live for life. Yeah. Sometimes I look at our daughter who is not even two years. And you see her imitating things we do at home. I'm telling you. You see her trying to put deodorants, like to spray deodorant. Where did she learn it from? <laughs> I'm telling you. Recently we realized, when she wakes up, it's even my, Ayu um, was um, drawing her attention. When she gets up from a chair, she puts her hand on her, her waist. And Ayu said, mom, she was talking to, Ayu was talking to her mommy and said, it's because when you get up, you put your hand on your waist. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing what our kids are. So this is even just by looking at us. Can you imagine what you are hearing? They keep hearing through the, the speakers, through the TV. Yes. And now, cartoons are very, you, you have to screen everything. Recently, Dr. Francois sent me storybooks for primary school. And I was surprised. At they, they, they were trying to teach, give them a different kind of, they were telling them about sex orientation. I was like, wow. If a father is asleep in this house, the serpent will have his way. Okay, maybe one day we'll preach on the serpent in the house. Amen. Yeah. So the blessing of God's way, that's why God told Joshua. Or Joshua. <laughs> 1 verse 8. He said, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Joshua was going to lead 3 million people. He had seen Moses lead them. He had seen how these people were stubborn. He has seen how Moses was struggling and he was leading this way. One day God just stands up and says, look, you are going to lead the people. Of course, Joshua will be afraid. And so Moses, God kept telling him, don't be afraid. Be of courage. Don't be afraid. This is the solution. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. But thou shalt meditate on it day and night. He said that then you'll be careful to do what is written in it. And you make your way also prosperous. And you'll be successful. Wow. We want our children to be successful in school, right? It's when the book of the Lord doesn't depart from their mouth. Yeah. Isn't that amazing in Psalm 1, 1 to 3? Tells us again the blessing of the word of God. See, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But this man's delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Then he goes on to tell us what will happen to this man. He, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And he said that this tree, will, his leaves will not wither. Hey, any man who keeps hearing the word of God has constant irrigation through the, the seasons of life. His leaves will not wither. His leaves will not wither. And he says that whatsoever he does shall prosper. The same prosperity. Yeah, the same prosperity. May the word of God be heard in our homes. Amen. People of God, sometimes in their homes... Fathers, just have audio Bible. Let it be playing in the house. Let everybody be hearing. Let everybody be hearing. Let everybody be hearing. Can you imagine you are listening to the epistles at home? Hey, you are listening to, to, to scriptures on love. Yeah. You've just put on First John Saturday morning while everybody's doing their chores. Uh, what a great atmosphere. Yes, what a great atmosphere. And you know where God's word comes, light comes? that's why Psalm 119 verse 130 says that the entrance of God's word it brings light so as you are playing this in the home through your look instead of sometimes put those songs aside those songs you say motivational songs or your children they are learning some songs which are not Christian songs Are, are you in the house? yeah sometimes put those songs aside and take the word of God and just play it sometimes the word of God is even in our songs that we sing God's word on redemption. Be playing it. The kids will hear about redemption. (laughs) Are you in the house? And light will be coming into your house. Yes. Every spirit of heaviness. As you are hearing the word in song, you are hearing the word audio Bible, the spirit of heaviness is taken away. So people are sad in the house. As the word is coming, you realize everybody, there's a certain joy that comes to us. (laughs) Are you in the house? Yeah. May we build our lives on the word a life that is built on the word that's a life that will be there for a long time may this church be built on the word of God hallelujah Yeah, these are the people who hear the word and do something about the word they make an adjustment anytime we hear God's word the goal is for us to make adjustments it's not for us to know more Gary said we don't need more word we need more obedience and adjustment. we don't need a new revelation Some of you are seeing your notes you copied for the first time since last service. You are seeing it for the first time today. Yes. That's how come after every sermon you You should ask yourself, what is going to change about my life based on what I'm hearing? What is going to change? What adjustment do I need to make? I've come to hear about the word of God this morning. How I need to build my my life on the rock. What adjustments do I need to make based on what I've heard? We are talking about, it's, it's, it's that in, in Matthew 7, he says that anyone who hears this word is a is present continuous, a habitual thing. When it's our lifestyle, when we keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing. Hallelujah. yeah. So we need to make an adjustment, guys. Every time we hear the word of God, what must change? What must I do? In fact, the miracle is seen in the obedience of God's word. In John 2, Jesus' first miracle. Jesus went to tell, Mary went to tell Jesus, they don't have wine. And Jesus said, why are you bothering? It's not, it's not my time. And Jesus turned and looked at the servants and told them that whatever he tells you to do, do it. And guess what? At that point, Jesus told them, fill this, water, this, this pot with water. And they remembered Mary's word, So they adjusted their lives and they went to do it. Guess what? They saw the miracle. Do you know, it was the servants actually saw the miracle, not even Jesus' disciples. So those who see the the, the word, the power of the word, is not just those who are, in quotes, serving in church or playing a vital role. It's those who have heard the word and do something about it. Being a leader, being someone who comes to church every day, doesn't mean that you see the power of God's word. The power of God's word is seen when you walk in obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Yeah. Hmm. That's why Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word of God. So that when it dwells in your heart richly, you can go on and obey what you've you've read. So guys, may may, may we apply the things we are hearing. Look, even last year, the word of God we've heard here is enough to make us great people if only we apply. We've heard great word here. We've, if there's one thing I can assure you, we've not lacked good word here in the house of God here, God has blessed us with his truth yes, but we need to make an adjustment people, we need to always say what must I do, what must I do based on the word, what can I change, how do I apply this how do I go home, here we hear many words on family, if your family will work, men. this charge is to us, that we must go and apply what we hear and in the house, yeah Hmm. I don't know where you are. Perhaps maybe you are in the storm of your life now. Maybe the storms have come. You ask yourself, what must I do? I'm already in the storm. One of the difficult things to do is to build during the storm. I pray for grace for us if we are in a storm in our personal lives. But you can build before the storm and after the storm. Maybe everything has come crashing down for you. You can build again. And this time you can go back to the word. You can start where the word is. Yeah. starts from the word. starts from the word starts from your in your relationships starts from the word. are you in the house? Yeah. in a world of glamour I see many people running the, 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 the beauty of actually, they, they, they look good together right it is this for me it is the oh this is it it is a. Uh, it is what? It's a pose for me. Hey! So you also see that your pose and her pose are working now, uh, you say, oh, this will surely be our testimony. Yes, but you have to go to the Word. You have to go to the Word. <laughs> it is a Word for me. Uh, yeah. Are you in the house? Yeah. Some of us are trying to handle cracks in the building. The issue is at the foundation. Some of us are plastering the cracks. The issue is the foundation. You can plaster today, you have to plaster two months again. You must go to the foundation. Go to the root of the issue. Go back. Where did I miss it from the beginning? Where am I not applying the truth? Let me go there and start applying the truth. If I'm not raising my kids, well, let me go back to that that point and ask, where did I miss it? I need to start from this point. Where did I miss it? May we be that church. Rise up to your feet. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.